0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob
1: Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
2: Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Prime Minister Benjamin Nyenten, who...
1: Broadcasting from Resistance headquarters.
2: Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never
1: give up never surrender
2: this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com tell me to go fuck myself and i'm supposed to apologize yeah. you break my window i'm supposed the to the helsinki job was mine the helsinki job was not yours if it was yours you'd be in helsinki alan wolf stood in the alan office wolf is no longer yeah, the it was on the alan books. wolf is no longer the director of european operations he does not make those appointments i do. promises were made not by me i've been with the company for 24 years
1: I was posted in Greece for 15. Papandreou wins that election if I don't help the junta, take him prisoner. I've advised and armed the Hellenic army. I've neutralized champions of communism. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish, which should come in handy here in
2: Virginia, and I'm never, ever sick at sea. So I want to know why I'm not going to be your Helsinki station chief. Your course. Excuse me. For Helsinki, I need someone with diplomatic skills. You don't have them. Is that right? That is right. And I don't know why the hell I didn't fire you when you broke my fucking window. Oh, yes, sure you do, Cravely. Look, Gus. Yeah, you fucking Roger's fiance, and you know I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna dignify that with a response. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're dignifying her in the ass at the Jefferson Hotel, room 1210. But let me ask you, the 3,000
2: agents, Turner Fire, was that because they lacked diplomatic skills as well? You're referring to Admiral Stansfield Turner? Yeah, the 3,000 agents, teaching each and every goddamn one of them, first or second generation Americans, was that because they lacked the proper diplomatic skills? Or did Turner not think it was a good idea to have spies who could speak the same language as the people they're fucking spying on? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but you can hardly blame the director for questioning the loyalty to- America of people that are just barely Americans in the first place. Yeah,
1: well, I'd like to take a moment to review the several ways in which you're a douchebag. Get the f-
2: out of my office. Yes, sir. Bob Seska. I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show! Prime Minister Benjamin
1: Netanyahu.
2: Oh, hi, hello, how are you? Uh, hi. Hello, Bob. Hi. Uh, <laughs> it is Thursday, February 8, 2018, and this is the Bob Zeska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. It's uh, BubbleGenius.com. Go there, buy lots of soap. Uh, also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and Attorney Charles J. Bowen. Head on over to TheBowenLawGroup.com for the best lawyer in the world. Okay lots to get to today lots to talk about it is trump crisis day 385 it's 270 days until the 2018 midterms and let's bring it right in right now j- jody hamilton's right here we're going to go we're going to go jingle free today jingle which, free i like it no jingle no j- well cuz i didn't <laughs> i didn't jingle buzz on uh on Tuesday and
1: and I know how he likes being jingled by you
2: yes he does he loves it so much and and so I figured you know what if I didn't jingle buzz I can't jingle Jody so I just we're gonna go without the jingles and just dive (laughs) right into the uh the fun and festivities today on the show uh of course Jody Hamilton's from the Stephanie Miller show and the from the bunker podcast uh okay Jody Where do do we start? I guess, you know what? I guess we should start with a big round of applause for for Nancy Pelosi. Yes. The great Nancy Pelosi for... Four-inch
1: heels and backwards.
2: Yes. Holy God. Eight hours. Mm -hmm. Eight hours talking on the House floor uh, yesterday. Look... I get exhausted from talking on this show for for 90 minutes, (laughs) sitting in my underwear at my desk. So I I really, and and of course, Nancy Pelosi is 30 years older than me. Yeah,
1: she's what, 75 now? 77. 77. 77. So she's 26 years older than I
2: am. Yeah, she's she's up there, but she doesn't seem like it, especially if she's standing there for for uh, eight consecutive hours. I mean, literally on her feet that whole time uh-huh. in her four-inch heels. And, I think and-
1: only Susan Lucci could do that.
2: <laughs> right, and of course, this is all in order to uh, see if we can get a deal, get, at least get a vote in the House on DACA which, you know, we've been talking about that since Chuck Schumer made the deal around the time of the, the first government shutdown of the year. Right. Isn't that how we're marking time now by saying, oh, it was the first government shutdown of the year. So Chuck Schumer made that deal back then. And we all said, well, that's great. He'll get a vote in the Senate. but And mm-hmm. that's easy. Because Mitch McConnell can do that. But, of course, right. Mitch McConnell doesn't control Paul Ryan and he doesn't control the uh, the Freedom Caucus and the people on the House side. So, of course, uh, I seriously doubt that's going to come up for a vote. But yeah, I guess, you know, all those uh, all those dreamers are going to be stuck. And, and it doesn't look like Trump is going to extend that deadline either.
1: No, I, I love listening to Sam, Sarah Huckaberry Sandbag. Um, <laughs> right. Right. The other day saying that it was Obama's bad policy. I'm sorry, but uh, Trump overturned that policy. So it's on Trump that it's bad.
2: Yeah. Trump sabotaged this whole thing from the beginning. And of course, yeah. he can make it all go away. But he exactly. decides, yeah, he decides I'm going to use this as a, as a leveraging, as a bargaining chip here on the uh, negotiations for the government shutdown. Because he, th- he thinks the government shutdowns are just what we do now. He doesn't know that the government shouldn't be shutting down all the time. (laughs) This is not healthy, especially knowing, and and I mentioned this uh, back in January when it originally happened, Jody, which is that we're looking at a president who is compromised by Moscow and an administration that is deeply compromised and maybe even an entire Republican Party that's deeply compromised, Uh and they're shutting down the government. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Vladimir Putin couldn't be happier at this news. Uh, and what were there sixty Russians
1: at the prayer breakfast today? Oh God,
2: <laughs> were there? I, I, I have no. I think it was
1: something like that. It I was have a huge number.
2: I have no idea what happened at that prayer breakfast. All I know is that they had a prayer breakfast, and and Trump went there, and 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 somehow he escaped without lightning striking him <laughs> <laughs> on his uh, bald noggin. Did you see that video?
1: Yes, <laughs> it's disturbing.
2: <laughs> yeah, Trump. Trump's biggest enemy in the world is not Robert Mueller. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's wind. the wind. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's going up the stairs to the uh, to, to board Air Force One, and that wind kicks up. And, whoa, there goes his hair. And then about halfway up, that one flap gets unfurled. There it goes. <laughs> and then it just sort of carries him up. He sort of lifts off the rest of the way, off his feet, up his stairs, which actually kind of helps because he's so afraid of stairs and slopes.
1: That's true. I'm sh- I'm really shocked he wasn't wearing a hat that day because usually he does when it's windy.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yesterday. I'm shocked he wasn't. Uh, Wednesday morning's uh, Stephanie yeah. Miller show. I said uh, I said on the show that uh, that flap, that flap that goes jumping out. About, about half, <laughs> halfway up the stairs, that's like that, you know, that piece of the the little uh, porta potty that Tom Hanks finds in Castaway, yes. and, and he ties it to his raft, and it helps yes. him. It helps pull him over that big wave, right? Yes. So maybe that's the point of Trump's uh, hair flap. Oh. <laughs>
1: when he gets afraid. Bob of- <laughs> Louise Cesca. <Suska. laughs> when he
2: gets afraid of the wind, you know, it's just it's it's one of those things that helps him. Helps him around uh, gusty situations, right?
1: You would have thunk that his his hair replacement surgery that he got done would have been better because he could afford it. <laughs>
2: God, it is such, it is like a Rubik's Cube going on out yeah. there, there. No one knows quite how to solve it. Now, The best description I've heard is that it's just a very thin ring of hair that goes around his head, and that includes the the strip of hair plugs along the top of his forehead. Mm-hmm. It's just a circle of hair with baldness all over the top. And then he takes that flap and grows the hair really, really long. So like can you imagine I've said this before on the show I'm not <laughs> this is just me. I love making fun of bullies when they have something like this going on because Absolutely. it just leaves them wide open. But I imagine, mm-hmm. you know, he Jody, he's in the shower, right? And all that hair. Can you imagine oh, yeah. all that hair wet? That's- hanging down. He looks like yeah. uh he looks like uh like orange David Crosby at that point. <laughs> I mean no offense to David Crosby's hair but Crosby's Crosby's you know. hair's way
1: better. That's
2: <laughs> right. It uh, is way better because you know why? Because David Crosby goes with it. He's he not He
1: does go with it. He's not afraid of it. He's right. not embarrassed. He's like, yeah, F it. I'm I'm good.
2: He's not afraid to have the uh the baldness and the long hair together. And I think that's no. uh that should the, be his Ben
1: Franklin look is a good look. <laughs> it's way
2: better than than that that happening every time he
1: goes up the steps
2: and what's so funny you know and if i go back to these trivial things because i don't think they're as trivial as we say they are sometimes i think that his hair is sort of a it's like mm-hmm. patient zero for everything else it's deceptive and it's weird and no one else really does their hair like that no one has right. a quite has a has a big fanciful swirly comb over like that like trump has and uh it, it's just unique to him and i think it just reveals so much about his personality doesn't well, it
1: and, and i think that if he were a nice person nobody would point it out <laughs>
2: <laughs> right exactly that's exactly right because he's a dick it's mm-hmm. okay you know i feel okay making fun of goofy Donald Trump with his goofy hair and his mm-hmm. ill-fitting suits and his long tie and his teeny tiny feet and his teeny tiny hands. It's so great to have at least that that we can latch on to, knowing full well that in addition to being a bully and a dick, that he's just so vain. I mean, he's beyond, mm-hmm. I mean, well, we all have a certain level of vanity. I certainly have my vanities. We all do, but it's, but Trump is way over the top, isn't he? Just like well, yeah, with- his
1: insecurities uh show through on a daily basis, and his hair being the top one. He needs to start thinking about how
2: he's going to smuggle Aquanet into federal <laughs> prison. I don't know how he's how he's going to make that happen.
1: <laughs> well you see how uh, Phil Specter looks now? I mean,
2: oh yeah, oh God.
1: So,
2: right. But I mean, he's got to do it because otherwise it's just going to be. Can you imagine going to visit Trump after a few weeks in federal prison and you see him on the other side of that glass and you pick up the phone? You're like, oh my God, what happened to you, Mr. Trump?
1: I want us to be the first people to interview him on tape, video.
2: He'll look like Orange Gollum. He'll just he'll <laughs> look like Gollum from Lord of the Rings with all that strangly <laughs> hair hanging down. All right, well, as, as you heard at the uh, the top of the show, I played the uh, the sound of the...
1: Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu, my favorite.
2: Dan Badandi. Uh, yeah, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is going to be indicted for corruption. In I heard that. Times of Israel, reported on Wednesday, the police chiefs, including the general commissioner of Israel's police force, were in mm. unanimous agreement that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu <laughs> should be indicted for allegedly accepting bribes and receiving lavish gifts from wealthy benefactors, including Israeli-born Hollywood producer Arnon Milchan. Am I getting that name oh, right?
1: Arnon Arnon Milchan. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah.
2: Arnon Milchan. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he gave uh, uh, he gave a lot of money to Prime
1: Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Right. <laughs> Are you, a, you uh, sure he gave it to Netanyahu? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? That's a good question. Because maybe he, he gave it to Netanyahu, not Netanyahu. If maybe he it g- was y- Netanyahu. That's
2: exact. Maybe the, that you could actually go and join uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's uh, legal defense team and just suggest it. You know what? Maybe he gave <laughs> it to... Guy. maybe Yeah, a different guy. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, he gave it to that a guy, guy. Named, <laughs> it's that guy,
1: not Netanyahu.
2: <laughs> Jesus. You know, we haven't checked in with Dan Badandi in a long, long time. Long time. At least like at least a year, maybe a year and a half. Because he was, you know what, after Ches died, he was so cool about it. I was so shocked mm. that, you know, Dan Badandi, those of you who are just joining the show for the first time, uh Dan Badandi is one of Alex Jones's many many mm-hmm. sidekicks, stooges that he keeps around, including Jack Posobiec and Paul Thomas something, Paul, Paul, Paul Wayne Scott. I don't. I forget the guy's name. <laughs> He's, he makes up a lot of stories. John he, Wayne Gacy? John Wayne Gacy, I think, is the guy's name. <laughs> and he made up a story about Common Core teaching students right. how to use, like kindergartners, how to use uh, dildos. And, mm-hmm. and that was one of the stories on InfoWars. He got it. Paul Joseph Watson, that's the guy's right. name. Joseph Watson. It's Paul Joseph Watson not Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Benjamin Netanyahu is a different guy. Uh, but so these are all the people that surround Alex Jones. Dan Badani is one of them and Dan Badani is uh, is so fun to make fun of. He <laughs> just, really is. I'm just going to say it like it is. He's just a blast to make fun of because among other things he says Benjamin Netanyahu like this. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu. <laughs> And when, when Ches and I had Dan Badandi on the show, we interviewed him for like an hour back in the summer of 2015 on the, on the free show, mm-hmm. and we tr- just tried so desperately to get him to say Netanyahu. We just wanted him. We were just like goading him. And then Dan's got a sidekick in the background laughing his ass off because he knows what we were going for. He knows what we were getting at and uh, never quite was able to uh, uh, keep his composure listening to us uh, t- tormenting his. Uh, His boss on the show. So, nevertheless, but it looks like Netanyahu's going to be indicted in uh, Israel. Uh, Netanyahu acknowledged that the police would likely move to recommend his indictment, but dismissed the allegations against him and predicted uh, Mandelblit, who is the Israeli attorney general. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not even going to try to say his first name, but his last name is Mandelblit. Uh, and, and he, he predicted that Mandelblit will not press charges, but you know, at least over there, it's, it seems okay to indict the sitting prime minister. And it looks like more and more, I've been hearing more opinions. Of course, Eric Holder, uh, this week said it's, it's likely that if, uh, Robert Mueller has charges to, uh to uh, file against uh, Donald Trump, and it looks like uh, Donald Trump could be indicted for obstruction of justice and not avoid that either.
1: Yeah, I don't see why he couldn't. He is a citizen of this country. He should be following our laws, so therefore, yeah. why can't he be indicted? A sitting mayor can be indicted. A sitting governor can be indicted. Why can't a sitting president?
2: Yeah, no one's above the law. I think that's the right. way it ought to be. and and That's it, how it should be. Just because it's Donald Trump doesn't mean, you know, and, and Donald Trump's gotten away with a lot, and I think... Uh, yes. Uh, I think he believes he can get away with this, but I wouldn't be so sure. I still think that he's he's going to be in that prison looking for his Aquanet. Wants his Aquanet? Someone smuggle a, a, a can of Aquanet into it, like in a cake or something.
1: It, I'm looking forward to the reality show of that.
2: <laughs> that would be so great. I bet you, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happened. If there was a Donald Trump prison reality show. That would be It'll so be- much fun.
1: It'll be on Fox, it'll be against Lockup on NBC on MSNBC. It'll be fun.
2: And we would know where every democrat was
1: <laughs> during <laughs>
2: during that hour of programming. And of course it would be watching Donald Trump in prison because I would Well, you know
1: they can't put all of them together like the Menendez brothers are in different prisons. Oh, so, right. So so they wouldn't put them together though I would because it would be more fun.
2: Yeah, I think. <laughs> That would be fantastic to put them all like like Orange is the New Black, and you could right. still you could still call it Orange is the New Black. You could exactly. still call it that, and uh yeah, it'd be fun to see uh Manafort in there and George Papadopoulos mm-hmm. and Trump and D- mm-hmm. Don Jr. would be great in there. It'd be like that scene in Goodfellas where they're all in that one room making the making, <laughs> the-, pasta. making the dinner, and the Trump's there right. uh, cutting the garlic with a razor blade. <laughs> That's a really th- and they and, and Michael Cohen of course has to be there because Michael Cohen is a uh, is a dick and wants to be like says a- who says who that's right Michael Cohen says who Michael Cohen uh, thinks he's a mobster on on Rachel Maddow uh, last night she went back through that episode where. Who, Michael Cohen was threatening someone. I be- Oh, it was someone from the Daily Beast. Says who? Mm. Where Michael Cohen was getting all like mafia goomba all over that guy. Like, I'm going to ruin you and I'm going to destroy you. It is going to be yeah. so disgusting what I do to you. And he just he j- he's one of these guys who just watches too many episodes of The Sopranos and thinks he knows exactly how to behave like that and exactly what it's like to be in the Italian mafia.
1: Yeah, because real mobsters would say that on broadcast television or any, you know, to somebody publicly, because that makes sense.
2: Right. And and what's so bizarre is they'll go to those lengths of, of threatening reporters and mm-hmm. obstructing justice. And we've got we've got to get to this, uh, this story about the House Intelligence Committee here in a second. <laughs> doing all of these things to protect this doofus with his stupid flap of hair. That- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> okay, so along those lines, we, there's this uh, story coming to us from the uh, the House Intelligence Committee because because they're all so innocent, right? There's no, because there's nothing to hide here. The House Intelligence Committee Republicans want to build a wall between. Is them. Is Mexico
1: going to fa- pay for it? As Jackie Schechner has asked. <laughs>
2: It would be so funny if that became part of the thing. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. this will be the wall. Forget the Mm -hmm. wall on the southern border. We're not just going to abandon that. We're just going to leave whatever is there up, and we'll move on to something else this way. Well, drywall is cheaper. Yeah, right, right. Drywall is much cheaper. I guess, you know, in this case, what they want to do is they want to build literally a wall Mm -hmm. to separate Republican staffers from Democratic staffers inside those secure rooms. Mm-hmm. Where, and the skiffs,
1: I guess, and, where they exactly. discuss stuff.
2: Skiffs, right? And I, I'm not sh- exactly sure why they want to do this, but I think <laughs> you know we we have some hunches, right? Like they don't want any uh, Adam Schiff staffers looking over the shoulders of the Devin Nunes staffers or any of the other Republican staffers because they're clearly hiding things. This
1: is it's, it's so childish and ridiculous and uh, um, pointless.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, and it makes them just again. De- Devin Nunes appears to be perfectly cut out of the Donald Trump cloth because mm-hmm. everything he does make them makes them seem more and more guilty. It's like every every decision yeah. Nunes makes makes things worse for Nunes. It's just like Trump. Every decision Trump makes makes things worse for Trump, In, including deciding to go up the stairs at uh, Air Force One and just uh, <laughs> not not having enough Aquanet, and it just goes bah, bah, boing. <laughs> Robert <sighs> Louise. It's too bad. Too bad. Poor Donald Trump, poor President of the United States. Aww, Embarrassing poor himself. Poor Moopy. It's, it's, it's so, so sad, isn't it? It's so Aww. sad that Donald Trump has to deal with that. <laughs> those sad hair issues. All right. So, uh, we're going to circle back around to uh, to Trump Russia here in a minute because I, I, you know, I figure this uh, this situation with the House Intelligence Republicans has to do with Russia. Of course, they want to of hide course. whatever evidence they're cooking up on their side. They want to hide that from the Democrats, right. and I think this would be the only skiff uh, situation where the the chairman of the committee wants to keep the opposition staffers away from their cookies or whatever they're, they're socking away there, right?
1: Which, doesn't that diminish the whole point of a bipartisan committee? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. But they, they see,
2: haven't had any pretense whatsoever of trying to be bipartisan over the last few months, in fact, that they've been... Doing this, uh, wor- this secret committee, uh, regarding the the FISA warrants and Carter Page and and Christopher Steele, they've been s- secretly hiding away in the broom closet and concocting whatever uh, wizardry that they're trying to come up with for for some time now. So why start? Why start being bipartisan now? Why cor- cooperate with other? Well, they've people? also been
1: hiding it from the Senate committee.
2: Yeah, yeah. So but-
1: they're also hiding it from the Republicans in the Senate. So it's like you don't even trust. Richard Burr yeah that's just exactly it I'm so glad you brought that
2: up because they just they continue to fail to uh, acknowledge the fact that Republicans have time and time again corroborated what's going on uh, inside the intelligence community as far as the investigations and as far as the conclusions that Russia hacked the election last Mm -hmm. year. And they continue to uh, engage in these active measures and they're going to continue to do it through the midterms. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: uh, they just don't want to acknowledge the fact that, as you said, Richard Burr, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, and his committee and his investigators corroborated the Steele dossier up to a certain point in time at which they couldn't continue without the help of Christopher Steele. And they're still I, I assume they're still trying to get Christopher Steele in to uh, to testify before the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, to uh, fill in those additional blanks. But the bottom line is that they were able to confirm a bunch of the Steele dossier. But then the Nunes memo makes it seem as if, well, this is all a work of fiction. And and, and that's what they're hoping to get as far as a reaction from the, uh, the Fox News audience.
1: Now, what's your over-under on the White House releasing Adam Schiff's memo?
2: I think that they're going to release it. I think it's going to be heavily redacted, though. I think Donald Trump... It'll is- just say dossier. Exactly. It's just going to say... That's it. Here's what's so funny about all of this is today Donald Trump announced on his Twitter feed that he's going to be meeting with Henry Kissinger.
1: Why is he meeting with Henry Kissinger?
2: Because he's not Nixon enough. He's, he, <laughs> he wants to be more like Nixon. That's my only explanation. in the midst of this massive Watergate type scat, worse, far worse than Watergate. Oh, it's way worse. He decides, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea if we, if we invited Henry Kissinger into the White House to consult <laughs> That's with a the great President Plan. <laughs> Jesus God. And, and so the as far as this Democratic report goes, I imagine Trump sitting there. You see, Have you seen Oliver Stone's Nixon movie with Anthony Hopkins?
1: Yes, years ago. Yeah, I remember. There's the,
2: yeah, well, there's the whole dramatization of Nixon trying to deal with the tapes, right? Trying to erase mm-hmm. the tapes, and he's listening back to the tapes, and it becomes sort of the vehicle that Oliver Stone uses for the flashbacks to go back right. in time and go back and forth in, in time, and so I imagine Trump there with the Democratic memo and just a sharp, He's just like, oh, that's bullshit. Oh, I got to get rid of that. They go, oh, we can't say that. President doesn't say this. President doesn't use them President doesn't collude. No collusion. You're the puppet. No collusion. Yeah. You're the you, puppet. You're the puppet. You people are the puppet. And so- uh, <laughs> people. And so that's what he's doing. And then Henry Kissinger has to come in and go, Mr. President, you have, to stop. you have to stop redacting Democrat memo. Suddenly, Henry Kissinger is Russian. And I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> it's accent. close enough. Everyone it's... can do a Henry Kissinger except me, I think.
1: I can't do it. Trust me. <laughs> so,
2: uh, oh, by the way, just uh, a bit of breaking news here. <laughs> because so much winning. The Dow just closed down 1,033 points.
1: Okay, so we, we talked about this two weeks ago, that if he owns it going up, he owns it going down. That's the man exact- is not very bright.
2: Exactly right. He's, uh, he's got to own this. And, and of course, every gain that was made Tuesday and Wednesdays, there was a bit gone. of a bounce back. Mm-hmm. Gone. Gone gone just like that hair flap that Donald Trump had going up the stairs after <laughs> that. Back. Just gone like his hairstyle.
1: I'm personally glad I don't have anything in the market right now.
2: Oh my God, me too. You know, and it was I am a-
1: cash. I have a lot of cash, and I have my house, and that's it.
2: That's so smart, Jody. I, <laughs> I mean, Buzz and I were talking on Tuesday about all of this and and how exactly to peg what we're seeing with the uh, the stock market, how we uh, connect that to the broader economy, and and wonder whether or not there's a real threat here. And I was looking back to where I was personally back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, going mm-hmm. into. The great recession and not only did I have a bunch of mutual funds that I had mm-hmm. in, invested in the, in the market so I was watching the stock market and going oh, fuck yeah, I bet yeah and then uh, on top of that I had uh, two properties that I owned I had a mm-hmm. business I had uh, 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 two cars I, I had a gigantic I mean one of those properties I owned was a gigantic house that I <laughs> was way underwater with right, and right. it was just it was a, a disaster and so uh, and, and of course I had a, a mountain of debt, of, of right. business debt that I was, you know, a money that I was borrowing to sink into my business because I had an animation studio there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it was so nerve wracking when I was watching the stock market continue to have these downward spirals and then it would bounce back up again and I would feel great. And uh, and, uh, and the spazzy white guys in lower Manhattan on CNBC would feel great too. We'd all feel great. And then boom, we get smashed down again uh, the next day. And I had a friend that had just retired yeah
1: yeah it's it's to to me it's like if you're young enough you can you can weather this over time mm-hmm. but if you're sixty six sixty seven seventy years old right now and everything's tied up or a lot of your your Retirements tied up in the stock market or the bond yep. market. Even bond market is different. But if you're tied up in this, you've, you're more screwed than people that are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. By because the way, that's your living. I mean, you're, that's your. If you're not working, that's what you're living off of.
2: I'm, I'm tweeting my so much winning trolling uh, a tweet <laughs> Good right for now. You. Uh, Dow closes at minus 1,033. Hashtag so much winning. All
1: right. I'm yeah. I mean, I also not that. only do I have, I, I'm I'm very liquid. It's all in a. Uh, it's in a credit union. <laughs> I'm not even in a bank.
2: Yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> see that 's the best way to go. uh you know the best advice I can give coming out of that, i 'm not saying that we 're going into another great recession don 't get me wrong i 'm not predicting another massive uh economic meltdown here, but yeah, I, mean, I think the, people
1: are more wary of that right now
2: yeah I mean, but the two things I regretted going into that recession was being uh, well there was actually three things I was house poor, I had mm-hmm. too much debt, and not enough savings. And uh, that's, that's the, 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 those were like a, the perfect storm. Those things combined Absolutely. into a per- perfect storm so that I ended up getting uh, screwed. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, borrow anymore to help myself right. through the, the downturn in the housing market to keep my mortgage payments up and so on. It was just a mess. And I, I vowed that I'm never going to go through that again. So it, at least now I'm in a little bit of a better place as you are.
1: And I think yeah, I mean, uh, we were talking about it actually on our show yesterday. It's like with with the interest rates potentially going up. That's great for people like me who are saving money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But it's horrible for people that are borrowing money that have, say, credit card debt or an adjustable rate mortgage. Mm-hmm. They might be paying four percent now, but next year they could, next week they could be paying eight percent on their mortgage, and oh, their God. credit card rate goes from nineteen percent to thirty five percent. You know, and and whether your credit is good or not, credit card debt always is adjustable. Oh yeah. You know, and unless you're in a fixed rate. mortgage... Mortgage,
2: you're screwed. <laughs> totally screwed. And the problem is that those uh, predatory lending practices that occurred mm-hmm. leading up to the Great Recession continue today. They continue yes, today. They they're, they're still they're ba- legal, right? They're legal. There's are still uh, balloon loans where mm-hmm. they start out with this low interest rate and then suddenly, boom, you're mm-hmm. faced. You know, you start out at a one and a half percent interest rate and suddenly you're a twelve percent before you know it, and it's just a uh, just a disaster. But then people can't keep up with their payments, and that has no. a that has a ripple effect. And of course, we're we're making all the same mistakes again. I don't want to belabor the same point that I was making on Tuesday, but again what Trump is doing, what the Republicans are doing right now is all the same bullshit that we saw throughout the two thousands. And to a certain extent into the, uh, into the 1990s, uh, with a lot of the deregulation that was happening. Of yep. course, a lot of deficit sp- spending where it mm-hmm. looks like we're going to be borrowing another trillion dollars this year. Uh, that'll be added on to the deficit, uh, the Trump deficit. I want to make sure that's perfectly clear. It's the Trump deficit. Yeah, Cause
1: they didn't have to do that one and a half trillion in tax cuts. They didn't have to do that.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, and then as we're seeing here on shaky ground, the wall street bubble doesn't appear to be holding and, and, (laughs) Again, I, and it I, wouldn't.
1: It was so it was so bloated. It, there was no way it was going to hold. Yeah, not that I, quickly it could go up there in thirty years, but not you know in five minutes.
2: Right. And I've been talking about this for a long time. It just it's one of those things where you get into this territory. You get into the territory where the Dow is up to twenty five thousand. You know, nearing twenty six, twenty seven thousand, and it's just untenable. It was untenable when it was at fourteen thousand. It's going to be even more untenable when it's up here in the twenties. This is not the way it's supposed to go. And you know, stock market history will show you when you get really high stock markets. Eventually, there's going to be a correction, whether it's forced by the economy or it's just forced by whimsy, because a lot of it is whimsy, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it puts us back into this. uh, This. Well, a lot of this is
1: corporate buybacks of their own stock.
2: Yeah, I mean there there are all kinds of things happening behind the scenes that have really nothing to do with Donald Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. let's face facts here. They're Th- using
1: their tax cuts to inflate their stock prices and pay their CEOs more money.
2: We'll see what happens. Down a thousand thirty three points for the day. That's
1: see. I remember in '87 when it plummeted two hundred points and everybody was freaking out.
2: Yeah, I mean, as a percentage of the Dow, it's not as bad as it was in '87 no. or 2008. But as no, a... that's why they
1: haven't shut it down yet. As soon as it gets to a percentage, and they go, nope. We're closing the stock market today oh uh, yeah
2: yeah yeah and it you know what as i said on tuesday it doesn't need to be doesn't need to be that bad to to, to still be bad and to still have right. a negative impact and uh and, and you have it just right jody and uh, and buzz had it right on tuesday that if you're headed toward retirement uh you got to watch that 401k you got to watch you really your,
1: uh, do you got to be careful right now and and just pray that it bounces back and then sell
2: your, your mutual <laughs> funds and all of that right
1: yeah it's a scary time if you're at that age
2: well, let's talk about uh, Jody. When was the last time you uh, saw a concert or went to a sporting event uh, and 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 maybe paid too much for those tickets?
1: Hmm. Uh, Tony Bennett a year or so ago. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean,
2: you went to you went to see Tony Bennett. I, I'm yeah. looking at a bunch of show, shows that I want to see in the coming year. Uh, I don't care to say which bands,
1: <laughs> but there are, are Ill be concerts. Chicago <coughs> and um and Oates. Uh,
2: weirdly enough, Iron Maiden. I want to go. I want to go see Iron. Go Maiden see Iron this Maiden; they'll be great. Yeah, because I'm I'm just I'm a metal nerd from the.
1: Put on your mullet wig and just enjoy.
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna grow it. I'm just gonna grow it out, and then uh, then when I'm not uh, when I'm not going to a concert, I'll just get my aquanet and just. There- <laughs> spray it on back so but I gotta avoid that wind because well, my hair might my hair flap might uh, protrude okay so uh, <laughs> good news there is a seat geek if you're buying tickets to sporting and concert events uh, and and you're so sick and tired of it being too complicated and confusing but there is a better way to buy with seat geek seat geek is the smartest easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event whether you're searching for a last-minute deal planning a night out or you need to find the perfect gift seat geek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person and SeatGeek will get your uh, get you closer to the action for great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for event tickets. I can be anywhere and with just a few taps I can instantly find seats on dozen of, dozens of ticket sites comparing prices and finding amazing deals and SeatGeek grades every ticket to get you the best bang for your buck suited for your budget make Seed Geek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket sports concerts comedy and theater and best of all my listeners you listening right now hey you you get (laughs) 20 20 bucks off your first purchase just download the Seed Geek app and then enter the promo code you know what it is B-O-B-C right now go do it right now that's promo code B-O-B-C for $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. The Bob Seska Show.
1: The Bob Seska Show.
2: Presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay. Okay. Welcome back to our Thursday show. I'm feeling a little silly today because I, I usually feel silly on, on Thursdays. I'm not sure exactly why that is. But.
1: <laughs> I think I bring it out in people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. Speaking of a place where you can find just about any product or item you can possibly imagine, you can find it at am- Amazon.com and, uh, and do so through our link at BobSuska.com. It's, uh, it's really easy to do. Just go to com. beneath the uh, logo. You'll see the all caps Amazon link. That takes you right to the front page of amazon.com. You go shopping as normal, and uh, we collect a teeny tiny fee uh, from some of the things you might purchase over there. So you know what to do. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that.
1: But he didn't tell you to do it. I didn't tell you to do it. I'm just saying- You just know what to do.
2: You know what to do. Okay. Now, going from some fun to something that's going to scare the hell out of everybody, it's going to be full-blown territory here. Uh, the most underreported news item of this past week, Jody. Uh, I'm actually kind of shocked that there isn't more outrage about this, but it looks like Donald Trump wants to test a nuclear device. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it looks like he might want to test it in Nevada. Like, here, are you kidding me? Yeah. And and you know what? Again, you know, I know this is a humble brag, but again, I have to do this again. I hate being right about this shit. I hate being right about Donald Trump. And and I, I mean it 100%. I wish I was wrong more about Donald Trump. I wish I could actually make a prediction about Donald Trump that he surprises me with and doesn't go that way. But every single time he does I wrote this this is what I wrote back uh, in salon.com back in December 2016 this is over a year ago mm-hmm. uh, we never talked about how our friends and enemies alike might respond to Trump's nuclear talk by building more nukes themselves with perhaps new members of the nuclear club emerging on the other side we never talked about whether Trump's loose talk about proliferation would trigger a terror group to acquire fissile material for a suitcase bomb we never talked about whether Trump might resume above-ground nuclear tests. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I believe he'll do that too. That's what, exactly what I wrote. I'm not willing to bet on it yet. But it's becoming increasingly obvious that we'll see a mushroom cloud sometime in the next few years, either in a preemptive attack by Trump against whomever, or via an above ground test intended to send a giant signal to anyone who makes fun of, uh, of Trump's uh, windswept hair. Right? So, uh, so there it is. Do you think it's really going to
1: be an above ground one? Because people die from those.
2: Well, that is true. But if you do it far out in the middle of nowhere...
1: Still, I mean, if you're downwind, you'll get sick. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it all depends on the wind, how fast it's going, and, and how big the kaboom is. Well, and, um, and not only... I mean, above ground is frightening. People died in the 50s and 60s because of that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, were, the reason they stopped doing above ground testing is because they were finding radioactive isotopes all mm-hmm. around the world. Because, yeah. as you said, the wind was carrying it, and people were getting sick, and, and they were getting to the point where we were saturating the atmosphere with... Uh, uh, nuclear radiation, not right. not a smart thing to do. Plus, we were displacing all kinds of people in the South Pacific from their islands. And, and that mm-hmm. was a, that was a terrible thing, too. But I mean, the worst part about all of this is even just signaling, as we heard from uh, Time magazine that Donald Trump is doing as far as getting back into the nuclear testing uh, game here is what this does is it gives other nations tacit approval to go ahead and test nuclear weapons themselves. Yep. And uh, if you ask Barack Obama right now, uh, and, 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 of course, many, many foreign policy experts, experts in nuclear proliferation and all the rest of it, what is the number one problem in the world right now? What is the thing that keeps people up at night in those circles, in the circles that uh, Barack Obama runs in? It the is,
1: Kardashians. It
2: is the Kardashians. It is absolutely the Kardashians. <laughs> and, and whether or not Donald Trump can get Aquanet into federal prison. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're, I don't think they're thinking about that. But what they are thinking about is Pakistan,
1: which yeah, has nuclear exactly. weapons. And,
2: and Pakistan is now more or less in league with the Taliban. And Donald Trump is deciding to withdraw uh, funds and aid to Pakistan. So, you know, you've got Israel uh, not Israel, but India and Pakistan, each with nuclear weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. One on,
1: Israel has them as well.
2: Yeah, Israel has them as well. China has them, of course. Uh, North Korea. Russia. Russia has them. And, uh, and and basically what Trump will do is just trigger a new era of uh, of nuclear testing going on, where people are well, starting to get bellicose again and, and popping off their nuclear weapons. God
1: damn it. I'm looking forward to drop drills. I've missed them. <laughs> yeah. it was a,
2: you know, Building a bridge back to uh, 1962. Isn't that yeah, great? Yeah, you
1: know, it's been a lovely 40... 40- plus years since I've done a drop drill, so I'm looking forward to that now with my knees and my back and my hip issues. It's going to be so easy to just dive right under my desk now.
2: Can't are, wait. Are your joints not supple enough, Jody, to do your...
1: <laughs> Apparently they're not.
2: You're ducking They're not cover. supple
1: like they were when I was 10. <laughs>
2: uh, but yet, here we are. Here we are in a new nuclear age. And you know, what's so aggravating about it, Jody, is that you can envision Trump... Perfectly at his next rally, you know, improvising on something. You know, they're they're criticizing me about wanting to test nuclear weapons. You people don't mind if I test some weapons. You don't mind. Yeah! Test some goddamn weapons. Make America great again. Do it in uh,
1: their neighborhood and see what happens.
2: And he's going to feel so empowered by that. And that's the argument he makes with, he could make that argument about. Anything. Okay, I'm gonna put a bunch of babies in a blender and I'm gonna make a baby milkshake. Okay, how about that? Wait now, who's going to stay? Is that okay? I think you say that. I think you think that's okay, okay. right? It's
1: okay.
2: Yeah, and that's and you can go back to all of his rallies and hear him do similar things with not quite putting babies in a blender or popping off nuclear weapons, but he did say
1: he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue.
2: That's right, and people say, "Well, yeah, of course, we'd have no problem with that. Go right ahead. Go Mm -hmm. right ahead." And then Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then Trump is validated by that and gives him uh, more impetus to do it because, of course, what Trump is doing. And I think this is pretty clear by now that Trump thinks he's doing a show for Fox News Channel. No kidding and he's presenting all this he, you know i'm sure he's planning things that he's going to do and go you know what the fox news audience are going to love this hannity is going to go nuts for this nuts cuckoo he's going to be cuckoo nuts for what i'm going to do with nuclear testing this would be fantastic the greatest idea of this i can tell you and mm-hmm. so and and that's how he's, th- he's thinking in terms of ratings he's thinking in terms of impressing his audience and he doesn't care about the rest of the, the you know 70 of the country he doesn't care about what people say overseas all he cares about about are those two million people watching Sean Hannity every night, the, the million people watching Fox and Friends in the morning, that's his entire audience, that's who mm-hmm. he's playing to, and if you look at everything Trump does through that lens, that he's doing, you know, he's doing like burlesque for Fox News. Uh, exactly. And, right? This is, this is like a, uh, a drag show for the presidency that he's performing here. And, uh, and, uh, and that's so utterly as i'm saying all of this i'm going good fucking god we're so screwed we're so screwed by the way uh for the daily banter members section uh on wednesday i wrote a piece in which i proposed a bunch of new laws and it's not a joke. It's I, I propose a bunch of new laws that I think need to be passed in the wake of Donald Trump. After Donald Trump leaves office, and he will leave office, I will say that that Donald no Trump, matter what he's going, he's going right. It, he's going to be impeached. He's going to resign. There's going to be a twenty fifth amendment thing, or he's just going to uh, lose in twenty twenty. You know what? He may not even get to the general election in twenty twenty because he's going to he be could pr- be
1: primaried. Yeah.
2: Yep. He may be the first sitting president to lose a renomination effort. So I
1: think if he makes it that far, he will lose to somebody like a Mitt Romney.
2: Mitt Romney or John Kasich, I think, is going to try to run. Maybe even Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan might give it a shot because he- I think... He's leaving Congress,
1: but... Yeah, that is the rumor that he's not going to seek re-election, isn't it?
2: Yeah, or he could win and just end up resigning. So this way, mm-hmm. the the governor of Ohio can appoint a, a replacement, at least temporarily. I assume Wisconsin
1: is Wisconsin is... Uh, oh, Wisconsin. Did
2: I say Ohio Ohio yeah, was did. John Boehner? Okay, right, yeah. And right, Wisconsin right, is... Right. All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> screw you, Jody
1: Hamilton. <laughs> Sorry, he's District dumb. 1. and He's he's 1. He's Janesville. I know what district he's in. <laughs> yes,
2: that's exactly... Right, thank you. Right. Uh, so... <laughs> So, so I mean, that's a possibility, too, that he's going to get primary challenged by a bunch of these people, not even make it to the general election. So that could be the other uh, possibility of Trump leaving office. But when he does, there needs to be an independent commission. There needs to be a, a select committee formed to propose either laws or I would go one step further than laws and say a series or one sort of bulk constitutional amendment That covers a series of presidential level reforms where Mm -hmm. we now have new standards for who gets to run for president. We have new standards for uh, because in a lot of ways, divestment and releasing tax returns. Those are all traditions that can easily be, as we've seen with Donald Trump, can easily be ignored and sidestepped. Mm -hmm. So but
1: the emoluments clause is a law. He's just ignoring that.
2: Yeah. But there's no there's no real way to enforce that. Well, he's.
1: Ignoring it, so why not? It's a constitutional problem. He is—that's impeachable, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But I think before a president gets to that place where he can ignore the emoluments clause, Mm -hmm. he can't even. I I think candidates shouldn't even be allowed to run for president if they haven't produced, you know, five years of tax. I mean, you know, you go for a mortgage. Or right. you go to yeah. rent an apartment or you go to uh-huh. buy a car,
1: uh-huh. don't you have to present a bunch of goddamn tax returns? Well, uh, even just even just a credit card wanting to up your credit limit goes, hey, what's your new income like? What's your new taxes like? What's going on? I want to up your limit. Give me this information.
2: Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, when you get a mortgage, you have to present everything, including your mm-hmm. colon x-rays. And, Pretty much, yeah. And if you want to run for president, all you got to do is show a bunch of signatures and you're in.
1: And you have to be a citizen, a natural born citizen at least 35.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, there are qualifications there. There are laws and rules about who can run for president and who's not allowed to run for president. I think there also needs to be a civics aptitude test that's randomized and and, and proctored. And the results don't even go through the candidate. The results are immediately released to the public. The same goes with a, a physical exam. The same goes with a mental health exam. These should be required by the United States Constitution because what Donald Trump has done through his sh- bullshit and shenanigans mm-hmm. is, to, uh, is to expose all of these loopholes in the system where he can just decide, I'm not going to follow that law because I'm the president. And, of course, then there's no enforcement mechanism.
1: Well, Jimmy Carter had to sell his peanut farm.
2: At the very least, you have to least. divest. Yeah, yeah.
1: Especially somebody that owns hotels (laughs) yeah, where foreign nationals can come and give you money, which is basically a bribe
2: to you. Right, because as of right now, what's happening is uh, the federal government is paying the Trump organization Mm -hmm. piles and piles of money Mm -hmm. to take Donald Trump's fat ass and his stupid hair down to Mar-a-Lago or Bedminster in the summer, wherever the fuck, all these places he goes, and and that's money out of our pockets. That's taxpayer Well, also, money. the
1: foreign nationals that can go and, and, say, become a member of Mar-a-Lago, they spend the 200 plus 1000 dollars, and that's currying favor with this guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's just, God damn it. It is just so utterly crooked, and it should not be happening, and yet there is nothing going on to prevent this. There's no accountability whatsoever. There's no that's- way- there's no process or means in place where this guy is sanctioned for his action. I'm not talking about like for overseas, international sanctions, things like that. I'm talking about legally mm-hmm. sanctioned by the federal government for not divesting his businesses as he stepped into the Oval Office. And now, of course, it's too late. He's never going to divest. That's never going to. Well, I mean,
1: because he has, he has, he has violated the emoluments clause. There, in the, in my little brain, there there is no doubt. Plus smarter people than I have said it as well. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that's up to the Congress and the Senate to impeach him over that and they are not doing their job.
2: No, of course not. But there what there has to be is there has to be a legal trigger where just like mm-hmm. you you have to do if if president x does y then z has to occur it's like mm-hmm. a, a series of events that have to stack up just like with any legal proceeding and uh and we we simply don't have that and of course there's i proposed a bunch of other things and you can probably guess what some of them are no tweeting no military parades <laughs> things just like that uh, i think uh, the presidential uh twitter accounts uh, the personal twitter accounts have to be relinquished just as you would the divesting of your businesses i think I think donald trump or anyone else who abuses social media uh what donald trump is doing with twitter and social media right now personally is a threat to national security i think he's i agree i I think he's embarrassing the country i think he's making us look even more ridiculous than we already are to the (laughs) rest of the world i think uh i i think overall it's an it's got to be termed a national security threat
1: Well, remember when they took uh, Obama's BlackBerry away from him, he was horrified by it. But dude, we need to take your BlackBerry away from you. We'll give you something that's secure. Yeah. And obviously we'll go now into the national record. But no, you cannot use your personal phone because it's not... It's not secure. It's not good. It's bad, and so they need to take away his phone and give him a little kid's phone with parental controls.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I think the worst thing Barack Obama ever did with his Twitter account is like, like tweet "Yes, we can" in Spanish or something like that. Right. That was the most. That was the <gasps> cra- that was <laughs> that was the craziest Barack Obama. Ross ever. Whilst wearing guy. a tan suit, he's like, "Okay, I think we'll do this. Uh, look, I'm going to type uh, onto the Twitter. I'm going to type, uh, se si, puede, si say puede,' and then i to <laughs> sign it Barack." tweet
1: and he was wearing his tan suit while doing it
2: michelle hold me back i'm going crazy on the twitter <laughs> i don't know what exactly to say next so i'm just gonna leave it at cc pudding. and that was again that was barack obama letting his hair uh, down before.
1: like oh, I'm, you know,
2: i've had i've had half a sip of wine and i'm gonna do this now and then this is like crazy obama on his uh, social media accounts I've but i uh, my
1: Nicorette so i don't have a cigarette
2: <laughs> that's right in lieu of smoking i'm just gonna tweet something clever Yes, yes, we can. Signed, Barack. And that that was it. (laughs) And then now, but but Trump is like daily like whipping his dick out on Twitter. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's basically what Trump is doing every day and it's embarrassing the world. And so that's got to stop too. Uh, Let's see. Okay, we're going to take one last break and come back and uh, get into some Russia stuff right after these words.
0: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out. Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products.
2: This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, welcome back. Jody Hamilton's here from the Stephanie Miller Show. Uh, We're being silly and stupid today. That's fun. Uh, I love the tubes. By the way, members of Congress from both parties are calling Trump's request for a military parade a complete waste of money.
1: No kidding.
2: Yeah, that's a shocker. Defense Secretary James Mattis told a White House news briefing that preparations for a celebration are underway. And again, there's... No reason for this whatsoever. There is
1: yeah. I mean, is it going to be a July Fourth celebration? I mean, it, it, it makes no. There is no wars have ended that we began in the early two thousands. So there's no reason for what we did in ninety one. That's right. Um, so and and it's not World War ii ain't over either. So what's what's going on here?
2: Well, you know, my big question now is now that uh, Trump is uh, hinting that he might start popping off some nuclear warheads somewhere. Maybe it's underground. Maybe it's in Nevada. Maybe it's out uh, in the South Pacific. Somewhere, nevertheless, I'm wondering because when you look at, uh, for example, uh, North Korea's military parades mm-hmm. or China's military parades, for that matter, China uh, they always include some uh, missiles. We always yeah. we always get treated to some missiles uh, from uh, China from those countries, and and we always see them on the mobile launchers. I'm not sure that we have any mobile launchers for uh, our ICBMs, but we don't have them yet. <laughs> it could be, trips, okay, I want. I want nuclear bombs. I want some bombs on our, our big, fabulous, the greatest parade ever made, the Trump military parade. I want to see some bombs. Well, sir, we don't have any mobile launchers. Find a U-Haul. Put them on something. <laughs> Go, you can rent a trailer from Home Depot. You put the nuclear bomb on the back of the Home Depot trailer, and there it is. China. We're going to have the greatest, (laughs) Jesus God. But
1: I mean, you can, I mean, I'm not
2: too far off the truth. No, you're not, you're
1: not. That's what's so frightening about it is like you can think of the most insane thing in the world and go, yeah, he could do that.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of frightening, uh, the uh, Department of Homeland Security officially confirmed that before the 2016 presidential election, Russian hackers penetrated voter registration polls. Uh, in several United States states, a mm-hmm. uh, Homeland Security Department official told NBC News that of the 21 states that were targeted, a small number were successfully penetrated. Officials mm. maintain that there is no evidence that voter rolls were altered, mm. but this confirms some of the reporting that we've heard. And, uh, and what we know is even if the voter rolls weren't necessarily affected last time, there's mm-hmm. a really solid chance, right, that, the, that they're going to hit it again this time.
1: Well, I mean, remember everybody that was complaining about being thrown off the rolls during the Democratic primaries?
2: Yep, I remember that distinctly. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: And they were blaming Debbie Wasserman Schultz and others for that, which has... No, yeah. The National Democrats have nothing to do with anything on a state level. There's, there's a reason for that, and it doesn't happen that way. But oh, think yeah. about it. I mean, they could have easily done that. Yeah. Because um, I-, I know that Rick Overton was thrown off the rolls here in California. Jesus. and um, because he complained about it and it's like okay that's one person I know in particular that was registered that was thrown off the rolls and this is California where we don't purge people unlike in Florida and other states where they're purging people Yeah. Um, so this is a very distinct possibility that he was thrown off the rolls because a Russian threw him off the rolls
2: Mm-hmm. yeah I've been thinking about that a lot because we did hear a lot of uh, anecdotal stories going like back in our-
1: Brooklyn and in you know places that were Bernie centric
2: yeah and of where course Bernie
1: bros were thrown off the rolls I mean come on
2: if yeah and if you're look if you're russia and you're looking for a way to uh, to to breed or sow discontent among mm-hmm. among the democrats mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. ahead and make it seem like the democratic establishment is mm-hmm. uh is targeting Bernie Sanders supporters and kicking them off voter rolls. Go ahead yep. and make it seem like that's happening. Mm-hmm. And and there's a big piece of the puzzle. There's a big piece yeah. of 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 sowing discord on the Democratic side, getting a lot of, of Bernie Sanders supporters to not support Hillary Clinton, to not mm-hmm. support Democratic candidates because mm-hmm. they claim that oh god, the Democrats are throwing us off. We're trying to change from independent to uh, to the Democratic Party in order to vote in our primary. Why? Mm-hmm. Why isn't why isn't the voter registration going through? I got a confirmation. Why isn't it that way? And, and mm-hmm. they finding out that their 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 uh, party switch didn't go through. They're finding mm-hmm. out that they were kicked off voter rolls and it becomes mm-hmm. a colossal mess. Where- and then
1: the DNC emails come out and they, sh- you know, they show that obviously the Democratic Party was supporting the Democratic candidate who'd been a Democrat her whole life. Yep. Or most of her life. Um so and they're oh see it's bad. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Hillary Clinton bad because exactly Bernie right. became a Democrat in order to run not as an independent. So but, they have that extra mojo going, Whoa yeah. Ye, b- b-
2: yeah, exactly, exactly. And I still think, I mean, every time we hear about something like this, we're just a little bit closer to actual things being changed. And mm-hmm. you know what? It, things might have been changed and we're still not getting maybe that information is has not been declassified yet. Maybe the maybe they're in the process of investigating those changes, so mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to say, "Oh yeah, they did. They got in and they, they changed a bunch of shit." They they can't because that would be top secret. I'm just guessing.
1: It's very and by but the way, just you know, for your listeners to know, I did vote for Bernie in the primaries.
2: Yes, and, and, and Ki- so did Kimberly Johnson. In fact, so, I mean, Kimberly and I <laughs> used to have uh, debates in during the primaries where I was not I was not really supporting one of one candidate or another on the Democratic mm-hmm. side. I was I I feel like in two thousand eight, I did my little bit where I don't I tell support.
1: me you wanted Lincoln Chafee. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's exactly right. I was going for that. Who's that guy from? Uh, who's that guy from Virginia? God, I forget his name. Uh,
1: oh, t- uh, uh, oh God, I, his name is his yeah, name.
2: Ba- basically a Republican. O'Malley, Martin
1: O'Malley. Oh yeah, no, yeah,
2: Martin O'Malley from Maryland, right? Right, was just,
1: right just
2: oh my god that guy was such a uh, such oh yeah a phony there was bologna. that other
1: republican dude that that switched that weird guy there were like four candidates and then it went down to bernie and hillary real quickly oh yeah or yeah. five candidates and then it went down to them real fast but lincoln chafee he was my favorite
2: yeah and, and you know what <laughs> I, I i really did my whole thing where i fought in the uh, in, in the primary when uh, mm-hmm. when barack obama first ran in 2007 mm-hmm. 2008 and i of course i was a, a big uh, obama supporter in that uh, in that endeavor and then mm-hmm. when Uh, when 20... 16 rolled around, I was like, you know what? I've already done it. I've already done it. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to get into this ongoing shovel fight, this intramural shovel fight among the Democrats. I'm not going to do that. It's not worth it. But but still, I ended up getting dragged in a little bit because I also (laughs) recognized Bernie Sanders as being a spoiler. This is what Bernie Sanders has always done throughout his political career. He likes to make statements based on a spoiler platform. Like, okay, I'm going to do something that may on the surface seem weird, but uh, if you dig underneath. Here's what I'm trying to get at. Like he'll be one of these guys who proposes uh, uh, like poison pill legislation just to see if the Republicans will vote for it or against it and and expose Mm -hmm. them for hypocrisy on some level. Uh, and, And I saw Bernie Sanders candidacy in 2016 as being i'm I'm going to push my slate of ideas and it's going to be an idea campaign, and then it and then it ended up growing into a serious campaign for the presidency uh but all, but too little too late. He didn't plan for a big primary fight he didn't plan for a general election, so he was sort of caught blindsided when his support outpaced his planning. And so that's that's kind of what happened in 2016. And then it just ended up in this whole divisive thing where Russians yep. were manipulating Bernie Sanders supporters and sowing discord on the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and all of that happened. And it may have included some sort of manipulation of voter rolls. I really, really- yeah, and that, I mean, it
1: easily if, could have asked Greg Pallast, he would know better. But it easily could have.
2: Yeah, yeah, just one of many things that we're still facing. Because of course, now the uh, the Trump administration is is basically doing nothing to prevent uh, further meddling well, by the Russians. And
1: I think they're setting up that with Rex Tillerson and uh, Pompeo saying, "Yeah, they're still here; they're still trying to do stuff, but we're not going to do anything about it." I think they're setting it up that when the blue wave hits, they're going to blame the Russians.
2: Yeah, I mean that could be entirely could be entirely possible. Oh my God, there it is. Well, they you know they're already saying that uh, they're basically pulling the uh, no puppet, no puppet, you're the puppet uh, mm-hmm. a strategy right now. because where- I
1: mean, if Rick Tillerson really cared and if Mike Pompeo really cared, wouldn't they be trying to stop it?
2: Yeah. Well, no. It's see, it's the Democrats who are the real colluders, right? And so right
1: because they colluded for Hillary Clinton to lose the election, <laughs> that she wanted to be president for a good past 25 years or so. Yep. So she, she she was conspiring with the Russians and the deep state secret society people yep. in order to lose the election to set up Donald Trump so that he could therefore go to jail?
2: Yeah, that's exactly that it. Right. Yeah, I okay, think you good. got it. I think, I think okay, you nailed good. it. I Just, think that's... It's a
1: good soap opera analogy. I got the,
2: it. That's the logic uh, going there on the uh, Republican side. But of course, it's weaponized now, so what they can do is, as you said... And, and thank you for this, Jody, because I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight now. Because now, <laughs> now I'm going to be thinking, oh, shit, that's what they're going to do. That's why, <laughs> that's why they're putting together this no puppet, mm-hmm. no puppet, you're the puppet thing. Of course. Saying, you're the, you the Democrats are the puppets of Putin. Mm-hmm. We're not the puppet. You are. And mm-hmm. now when the Russians interfere and the Democrats take back the House, it's going to be, mm-hmm. oh, no, no. You're, you colluded. You were the ones mm-hmm. who colluded. And we're going to be screwed.
1: So Bob, when you when you can make it down to the secret society meeting here in the valley, <laughs> you'll feel a lot better.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hope so, uh, but I I doubt it. I doubt that that is actually going to happen because I I still think we're I still I still think we're kind of screwed.
1: <laughs> oh, No, thanks, Bob. <laughs>
2: right, no, I just I'll leave you with that at the end of the week. Here,
1: uh, we're all screwed. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a good time storm in the castle. Have fun.
2: And not only does George W. Bush think that the uh, Russians I are know. meddling in the election, but 50, 57%, according to NBC News poll, 57% of Americans believe Russia will try to influence this year's midterm elections, and 55% believe the federal government isn't doing enough to prevent it. Mm-hmm. This is what's weird. This, this shows us that a bunch of Trump supporters are going, you're the puppet, but... They're still doing it. they a they, mm-hmm. they dis- bunch of Trump supporters disagree with their own chief executive, their own president.
1: It's amazing the, the uh, cognitive dissonance yeah that goes on in, in their brains. It's just like, wait what, I mean when I'm retweeting Joe Scarborough, David from Bill Crystal, and George W. Bush, there's a problem.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and I you know I found myself the only person that I actually liked on last week's real time with Bill Maher was David Frum.
1: Oh my that God! Is, that's
2: scary. That's horrendous because it was like it was Donna Brazil was on, uh, oh. Richard, Richard Haas was on, of course Bill Maher was on, and uh, and Anthony Scaramucci was on. So there the mooch wasn't a lot of likable people on uh, no, last week's not show. At all. So I guess in the mix, David Frum turned out to be the most likable. Wow, that's, that's
1: really what happened. Oh, God. Wow. All
2: right. Uh, lots still to talk about on the post-mortem show that's coming up next with uh, Jody Hamilton sticking around and. Uh, just a bunch of plugs here at the end of the show. You can find uh, Jody's podcast, From the Bunker, at from-the-bunker.com. You can follow her on Twitter at from-the-bunker-jr. That's fromthebunkerjr on Twitter. Uh, Buzz Burbank's at buzzburbank.com. Jackie Schechner is the uh, the grand poobah at org. <laughs> Everything you need to know about the Russia investigation can be found there, uh, along with Jackie's uh, tireless work. Stephanie Miller shows at stephaniemiller.com. And uh, Jen Kirkman's tour, g- tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com. And you can listen to this show on littlegreenfootballs.com. Plus the Realm Network and our Patreon page and facebook.com slash Bob and Chess. Bunch of boys right there. All right, Post mortem Show coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks, on our Patreon page. Bye-bye.